Alright, what's up nation? Now before we get to the show, I'd just like to leave a little disclaimer for you um, about the content of the show. Now, when you hear me say things on here, I don't want you to take them as fact immediately. I want you to do your own research, and I want you to decide what you think for yourself. And the only reason I'm saying this is because I'm no better than any mainstream news source out there if I tell you what to think. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be someone you can trust. So do your research if you want to learn more about a topic I've talked about and decide what you think for yourself. Anyway, let's get right to the show. Greetings, nation! You just tuned in to another episode of your favorite podcast, Phenomena Nations. Spewing truth since 2018, I'm, the, I'm your host, Max Pichette. And today we're going to be going over a few things, hopefully some fun stuff, some COVID stuff, some music stuff, some... Uh, podcast stuff because there's a few things I've been doing lately that are actually enhancing our show uh, here at Phenomena Nation Phenomena Nation's podcast because that's what we're about we're about making it better for you guys so you can enjoy uh, this ride this uh, this ride we call life this this awesome podcast called Phenomena Nations. Now, we're just going to go to an intro, of course, because this is the intro segment. Next segment, I want to be talking about how we're enhancing the show and how we're trying to make it better to reach a few more people, hopefully. Um, but that's uh, that's next segment talk. This segment is just uh, being like, hey, what's up? You you chilling? I'm chilling. We vibing, you know? I don't know. I'm just speaking. Speaking the speak, I don't know particularly what any of that means, but that's not for me to figure out. That's someone else's job. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's. Uh, I hope I hope you're glad that you tune into Phenomena Nations today. I hope you just didn't accidentally click on this and you're like, oh man, how do I get out of it? Um, I hope you purposely picked this because. This is going to be a good episode, I feel. Uh, episode 88, I believe. Um, last episode, episode 87, was a good episode. A really good episode. I'm not sure the reception yet, because, um, you know, I'm recording before it's out yet. A uh, couple days, it should be out. Actually, tomorrow. No. Whoa, I put this off a long time. Um, I put off recording this. I should have recorded, like, way earlier in the week, but... I was thinking of recording last night as of recording, but, um, big, big power outage, and I couldn't turn on my microphone, because it needs power. It needs a, uh, power source to even turn on, so, you know, that's cool. That's really cool. Anyway, yeah, it was crazy. It was, like, raining. And we're in the middle of January right now. It shouldn't be raining. Then it snowed. So it froze all the ice. And now everything is ice. Everything is covered in ice. We left our snowmobiles out. Everything is just coated with ice. Glad our outside cats. Uh, they stayed on the deck and in their little house that we have for them. That's it, Which is a good thing. But yeah. 
crazy, crazy storm anyway. Uh, we're going to play a song for you. What song should we play? We should play... Hmm. Well, I, I, I feel I should, I should go through all my stuff. Audio editor, where are we? Let's look here. What do we have? Delete all this stuff that I don't need. Some some fun stuff I think we're gonna play. We're gonna play. Oh, I haven't played this in a in a couple of episodes. We're gonna play uh, Lost Cause by Regular Gonzalez, um, which is, they're an Australian uh, sludge metal band, which is cool. So anyway, that's that's coming up next. Lost Cause by Regular Gonzalez.
Alright Nation, so let's talk about the one thing that I wanted to talk about this segment. Well, I mentioned it last, uh, the intro segment. I wanted to talk about how I'm going to try and make this podcast a little better. we reach a few more people, you know. Um, number one is I have started doing a little bit of online broadcasting. Playing some, uh, not even playing, not playing stuff, uh, just talking online on the Mixler app. Uh, if you listened to last episode, we did a segment live after everything else was done, and I just wanted to add that segment, that little talk in, so that's what I did. I, uh, I went on Mixler, and I had, a, like, five people join on, which, I mean, doesn't sound like a lot of people, but to me it was a lot. Um, if you would like notifications for that, please email me and we can, uh, we can work something out. I'll email you whenever, uh, I always email half an hour before, um, I start or message people, um, before I start uh, a live broadcast about half an hour. And then I go on, I, I usually, uh, just talk, like, four or five minutes, just let a few people get on. And then that's and then I go from there and I start recording the broadcast, which is always fun. The only thing is I have to pay for Mixler if I want to broadcast for more than an hour a day. But you know, an hour a day is good for me right now. I don't want to do more than an hour a day typically. Um, that's cool, I guess. But yeah. Anyway, that's that's kind of you can go to the link in the description. And you can uh, follow us on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R, and it's Phenomena Nations Podcast, obviously. Then you can um, go and follow us on there, and I believe it will notify you any time I go live, which is cool. I'm not sure if it does, but I'm pretty sure it does. I, I could be wrong. I don't get notifications about my own live streams, so, yeah. But please, please go follow us on Mixler. That would be very greatly appreciated if you would go and do that because, because, because we want to grow our audience. You go su- subscribe there. You listen to us live. See, uh, you can go get a sneak peek at the episode to come. Oh, sorry. That's what that's what we are. That's what we're doing at Mixler. That's why I wanted it so uh, so I could give people a little bit of a. Uh, a little teaser of the episode to come. Maybe I'll do one or two segments a week from the episode that I'm recording, which is always a fun time. I think the next one I'm gonna do is a. I'm gonna put it in this episode. Last episode we broke down the COVID numbers. I'm using just a little bit of facts, you know, just uh, just regular stuff. And we're going to do that live this week, hopefully. Uh, you guys won't get to hear it live, uh, sadly, unless you already followed me from last week's episode. But, again, uh, it's a little bit of of a thing you'd have to do yourself. You go follow me, you go message me, and be like, hey, I want notifications, please. Um, sorry, I'm just cracking my knuckles. Um, yeah, always, always, it's fun to do that, um, I I get friends that message me while I'm on there, you know, it's always a fun time, number one listener, Wes was there last, uh, last one, 
last live stream, which is always a fun time to have him around. Um, yeah, yeah, um, not only that, we're going to, me, I'm going to purchase a FM transmitter. Now, what that does, it's, uh, I can broadcast an FM station. And now, that is illegal. Not, not what I'm doing, but if you do it with too much power or with too much range, it gets illegal. But, um, the transmitter I bought is perfectly legal. It doesn't leave the yard, I don't think. I've never tried it because I don't have it yet. Not till uh, February, I don't get it. I ordered one from Amazon and one from eBay. Um, I ordered two of them. I want to play around with them, see how far I can get with it, uh, how much broadcasting range I can um, get. Because, you know, it would be a really cool, really cool little tool to be able to broadcast live on a radio station. And now it's gonna, it's, uh, again, it's not gonna be able to leave my yard, most likely, even with, if I connected an antenna, and it, and it's not like those big black boxes that you see, like, if you look up FM transmitter, you'll get a, a box, a big one. This one that I'm ordering, because I don't have enough money to get one of those big ones, is just a cheap little, um, just a cheap little... It's like a microchip with a little screen on it, and then a frequency, volume, and pause button with headphones, with a uh, input jack, a microphone, and a charger. The other one, ha um, it comes with a male, it, it comes with a screen, so I can set the frequency, same with the other one, it has a little screen, um, to set the frequency to, so it would be 105.9, the Squatch. I don't know, that sounds kind of gross, actually. Or, or whatever I would call it pirate radio that's kind of that's what it is really but um yeah anyway so the uh it would uh it would come in the mail and i would connect like a little antenna to it probably i can solder it on i would have to uh, there's no port for a um antenna so i'd have to kind of make an antenna Good thing I have a bunch of wire that I got, uh, so I can make an antenna for that, hopefully. Maybe I'll get a little bit outside of my yard. Maybe if someone's, like, passing by the yard, they'll hear uh, my radio station, maybe. But, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be able to broadcast 24-7. 105.9 would probably be my radio station. I don't know, but, yeah. But if you do it, like, with, uh too much power or range it, it's illegal so I don't know speaking of radios I just made a massive antenna for my um, shortwave radio if you listen to earlier episodes you'll know that I have a shortwave radio that I that I love it's uh, my precious it's a uh, it's a, uh, it's, um, it's a dipole antenna, so what it does is it goes from my, I made it with 14-gauge um, copper wire, so it's two pieces of wire, um, they're connected at the bottom, soldered together with an alligator clip at the end, and then it goes up about 30 feet, I made it really big, I probably should have made it a little bit smaller, but whatever, 
I can still uh, fix it, make it smaller, that's up to me, but um, anyway, it goes up about 30 feet, and then it splits off, and the two wires split off, one to the left and one to the right, and that's how you get a lot more range with your um, uh, antenna, your, so you can hook it up to your radio, you get some a lot more channels, which is really cool, I really enjoy making making stuff radios fascinate me i don't know it's there's just something about it but i love radios yeah so i thought i'd talk about that what i'm doing to enhance the show again one day we're going to have a freaking radio signal from phenomena nations not a not the big one that i wanted but you know that's that you need a license for that and i'm just not i'm just not into that so anyway, that's, uh, that's it for me this segment. We're going to go to a break. Um, stick around for more amazing stuff coming up in the episode. I'm Max Bichette of Nominee Nations Podcast. We'll be right back. This is an ad for ads. You see, if you want to leave an ad in my podcast, that's great. You know, it's really cheap. Uh, you can email me about a specific pricing, but they should start around 30, 20 or 30 bucks of, uh, an ad. So you get an ad per episode, and if you buy one or more, you get one free. So if you buy one, you get one free. You buy eight, you get one free. It doesn't matter. You get one free. And, which is per- pretty cool. So... And there's no limit to the amount of ads I can have. If you want to add in an ad, you can go ahead. Just email me. I, You know what, Nation? I am sick and tired of putting up with all these different um, regulations and mandates. Because the large majority of my listeners know that this is just a ploy for uh, control by worldwide politicians. And that's the scary part about it, actually. Is because it's worldwide. It's not just one single government. It's the world government. Just about everyone. That's why I don't trust the UN. Well, there's multiple reasons, but that's just uh, that's just a big one. Because uh, I just I don't think that a world one world government is a smart idea. Seeing as you know, every Every country thrives on their culture, and if you do that, you take it away. There's there's other reasons uh, with money and stuff, but um, there of course there is a few things you know like might be nice, but look at the repercussions. You know, a lot of people think socialism and communism is cool because hey, we get free money. You know, uh, UBI, Universal Basic Income. But then they don't look at the fact that that UBI, that universal basic income, covers their taxes and basic food. Basic food and water. With a UBI, it's not all mansions and hot tubs. With a UBI, you get just enough. You live in government-owned housing and so on and so forth, or you don't have a home at all. And 
yeah, socialism also doesn't allow free speech unless it is in agreement with the government. Which, um, you know, kind of sounds a, a little bit like <laughs> Nazi Germany. Um, I don't know. I, I, I truly don't know how people can uh, believe all this stuff. It's, it's very, very strange to me. I find it completely, completely see-through. Um, I remember when I, when I was, it was a couple months ago, it was in May, May 10th, I believe, was the date, and Alex Jones, say what you will about him, he, uh, he does make a few good points every now and then. I listen to, uh, because every once in a while I listen to Alex Jones, you know, because, uh, you know, he's pretty cool. So one day, I was, uh, I decided to listen to an episode of Alex Jones, and it just opened my eyes, um, to, to what was really going on. I, I kind of knew that something was up at the beginning, but I wasn't sure what, and I didn't really make up my mind about, you know, what's really happening until I heard that episode of Alex Jones. It was extremely enlightening, seeing as it brought me to the conclusion that maybe this isn't what it seems. Um, he brought up how... The UN isn't good, you know, which I've been saying for a while now anyway, but, um, yeah, it was just a really cool eye-opening experience for me because I always, uh, I'm always in with the conspiracy theory spirit, but when it actually makes sense, it, it it's just so beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful things. When a conspiracy theory actually makes sense. I believe that there are a large majority of conspiracy theories that do have a lot of weight behind them, you know, a lot of a lot of facts and evidence, but people won't listen to them. But this this conspiracy uh, quote unquote conspiracy uh well it is a conspiracy cuz a conspiracy is a bunch of people like making a plan for something, which is kind of that's like the most basic form of conspiracy, like the most basic definition I could think of right now, but a conspiracy theory, yeah, it, it's just so beautiful when it comes together and actually makes sense, I, I believe there's something up with a lot of things, so it, it was just a very eye-opening experience to have Alex Jones show me the light, man, you know, um, I was on a really hard... Alex Jones kick until I, you know, I, I kind of drifted away from that. But again, I will never, I will never not say that I don't like Alex Jones because he's a really cool dude. Um, uh, and then I kind of got into Tom Woods. Tom Woods is like easier to, to digest Alex Jones, kind of. Um, Alex Jones... Um, although he goes on fact, he doesn't go on, he doesn't cite 
his resources too much. Although it all is true, you know, it's just like, oh, come on, man, can't you just leave an article? Uh, but Tom Woods, he takes it all, and he makes a great presentation of everything. And then he leaves links to all this, like, he cites all his sources. Um, but anyway, anyway, uh, moving on from that, I want to tell you a story about today, about me, Max Pichette, going into some stores. Um, I went to three stores today, you know, because I, we had to pick up a few things. We went to the hardware store, Princess Auto, and then as a treat, we went to Dollarama and Dollar Tree, which are two dollar stores, different dollar stores. One's Canadian and one's international, but anyway. So Princess Auto is a Canadian um, hardware store. It's really cool. I, I enjoy it. Uh, but we went there because there was, I got some money for, uh, new headphones because mine broke, um, new Bluetooth headphones, so we went there because we saw some in a flyer, and we picked one up, I also picked up a, a pair of Bluetooth, I picked up a pair of Bluetooth headphones, they work nice, I like them very much, and I also got a new microphone, I, I don't even know what maker model it is, it's just kind of like a no-name brand type. It's, it doesn't sound too good, but, you know, it's uh, it's fun to play around with. I like it. It's a... Uh, it's a... Um, damn, I forgot the exact term for it. But anyway, yeah, I got a new microphone, too. So, we then we went to... Well, so what I did is I wore a mask into the store, and I kind of pulled it down and pulled it up intermittently throughout our uh, visit to the store. But... You know, we, uh, you know, um, we, I pulled it up when people are, were around, and, you know, just, uh, I was kind of a little bit wary, still, although, you know, I always say, like, oh, don't do this, don't do that, you know, like, don't wear a mask, because, you know, it's, uh, not good, it's a symbol of, uh, compliance, so, and by the end of the, trip to the store I pulled it completely down and nothing happened no one asked me to put it on or anything I just paid for my stuff and left then we went to Dollarama I had it off for most of the time no one asked me to put it on I uh, bought my stuff and we left and then we went to the Dollar Tree to pick up some different stuff um, I didn't pull on my mask almost at all I don't think I can't remember exactly but uh, I don't think I wore it at all I paid for it with with it I paid for my stuff with it down so that was cool and no one asked me to put it on no one complained but you know and plus I had a statement ready for if anyone uh, told me to put it on Want to hear it? Well, it, well, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, this segment. It, but it's basically just, it's just uh, going through how every single one of these mandates is unconstitutional. And the only reason why these rules were put in place, whether or not it was um, by the, per, by the uh, business itself, it was all based on rules that were unconstitutional by um put in by dr shahab 
who is an unelected official, therefore making it constitutional, that uh, unconstitutional. That's why it's unconstitutional, not just because, oh, it's a violation of my rights. There's actually a reason behind it, and not just what the mainstream media is saying, that these people don't know what, the, what they're talking about. We actually do, a lot of us. A couple of us are crazy, of course. Of course, you got the crazies on both sides. But a lot of us are very well-versed in our... Uh, research and stuff, such as uh, me. But anyway, yeah, I never wore a mask today. Uh, and I don't even wear a mask when I go into store. I wear a bandana around my neck, but I don't always do that either. So obviously today I had it down the whole time, basically. Just about. There was a little bit where I had it on because, you know, I was wary. I didn't want to... I don't want... Those looking for war are destined for a quick death. For, for an early death. I'm not looking for confrontation, but if... But if I have to have a confrontation, I will. And I will come out as the winner. Don't want to sound cocky, but I, I will try my best to do that. Um, anyway, we're going to go play a song. Which song should we play? Father's Hands by No Blood, No Foul coming up next on Phenomena Nation's podcast. We'll be right back.
Alright Nation, we're back with another hard-hitting segment. We're gonna talk about some stuff, probably. Obviously, because, you know, it's a podcast. And the point of the whole thing is to talk about stuff. Now, depending on the subject or category of the podcast, it may differ depending on, you know, like... How good it is, or uh, how knowledgeable you are on certain things. Stupid chair. But yeah, it all depends. Oops. But yeah, um, already wasted a minute of this segment. Um, I went back to school um, this week because. You know, the school was shut down for five weeks or something because of COVID. And, you know, the weird thing is about all this is that the five weeks didn't do any. Well, it was only technically three weeks. Uh, We had two weeks off for Christmas, so it was kind of added on to that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, so... Yeah, it's, uh, I don't like school. I I hate going to school. Um, I didn't, I didn't mind the at-home learning for the simple fact that I was at home and I had fairly alright teachers. My, um, math teacher is, is extremely good. Like, there's, I don't think words are capable of describing how good of a teacher he is, but... Um, he's he's really good. Uh, he takes an interest in each student and explains everything well, and you know it goes through examples. It's 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 nice. It's good. And then um, IA, which is shop, um, the or, or the teacher would just do YouTube videos, and we'd watch those. And if we had any questions, email him, and that worked out good too. That was a that was a good little thing, but, you know, that, that was nice too, and I got to, you know, chill out at home, and it just goes to show how much wasted time there really is in a day, because I got done all my work so quick, it was supposed to take me, uh, two weeks to do my IA, I got it done in, like, one, it was supposed to take like 10 hours to do all of it. It probably took me like three. Um, math, we'd go online for 30 to 45 minutes a day of teaching. He'd teach us for that long and then um, he would then he would send us on our way. If we had any questions, we'd just go back on the, uh, the Google Meet to... You know, uh, discuss it, and if we had any questions, you know, and uh, that usually took me an hour or two to get finished, but you know, that's just math. I still got it done typically before the bell would ring at school. But yeah, it, it, it just goes to show how much wasted time there really is at school. I didn't get anything for career, which I had, apparently, you know, but anyway... That's, uh, again, that's neither here nor there. And then, and then, um, 
yeah, I guess that's it. But anyway, after that, um, well, not after that, uh, just like another thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, if you do, you do you have anything you'd like to promote? Do you have anything you'd like to promote on Phenomena Nation's podcast? Would you like to buy ad space in between segments? Well, I got just the thing for you. You It's called an email. You can email me if you have anything you'd like to promote on Phenomena Nation's podcast. Um, do you have an upcoming sale at your store? Do you have a band with a new album or just a band uh, in the beginning? We play your music, too. Um, however, you won't get paid for that. That's kind of like a thing. Like we, we, We'll only play your music for free. But, um, you know, because I don't really have that much money. That's why I'm offering ad space. Very, very cheap. Um, I'm thinking of doing, like, reaching out if anyone wants a sponsorship to a couple smaller companies. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, there's just, uh, so much. Just, just so much. I, um, I don't know, if you'd like to buy some ad space on Phenomena Nation's podcast, that would be great, because, you know, we could really use the money, and it would probably be, uh, going to better the podcast for you guys, so you guys can, to the Phenomena Nation, that's you guys, so you can enjoy it more. Um, you can also make a donation if you have nothing to promote. You can email me that if you have a if you request to donate. Um, if if anyone donates, we will read your name or give you a little shout out or something. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's uh, it's um. I don't know, I wish I had a little bit more money for the podcast, because I'd love to increase the uh, production value of it, um, with uh, new and better equipment, you know, stuff like that, but, you know, whatever, whatever. Tell your friends about the podcast so we can get a little bit more notoriety. That would be very, that'd be very nice. Because I'd like to be a little bit more famous by the end of the year, I'd w- I wish to have a, uh, couple hundred more followers, couple hundred more, uh, listeners, or whatever, um, you can go follow us on Instagram, at official underscore PNPN, and Parlor, if it's up by this time, at, um, Phenomena Nations Pod, and Mixler, at Phenomena Nations Podcast, we will, uh, that will be all in the description, one of these times I'm gonna have a live broadcast in this episode to discuss breaking down the COVID numbers, which I might do tomorrow as of recording, because, um, it is a, uh, it's a very, very intricate process. (laughs) I, 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 um, I don't know. The scary thing about COVID is that they don't focus on the good things. It's all about the bad. No one talks about the recoveries. On the radio, like, they do, but, like, they don't focus on it. They're like, oh, 270 more cases and 208 uh, recoveries. Oh, look at all these deaths, you know, and 
it was like 11 deaths maybe or something but I don't know it's it's uh, it again this morning I was listening to in first Saskatchewan I was listening to I listened to the radio and I hate the radio station here there's not a single good radio station in where uh, in the uh, in northern Saskatchewan well more like Central Saskatchewan, I guess. There's not a good radio station that my, um, uh, uh, that my radio can pick up to wake up to and listen to. They all suck. Beach radio sucks. That's the one I usually listen to because that's the only. They sometimes play a mediocre song here and there, but... Oh, man. Radio sucks. Like, the radio around here. If Phenomena Nations had a radio station, it would be totally dope. Which, actually, I believe I talked about this earlier. I'm buying an FM transmitter. It only broadcasts, like, 505 feet or something. But still, still I'll be able to reach, uh, you know, the people in my yard. Maybe someone will pick it up for a few seconds as they drive by my home. But my closest neighbor is probably a kilometer down the road. So uh, my radio would probably reach 150 meters. But the but my closest neighbor is a thousand meters away, so um, I'm not gonna reach too many people, but it's still fun to play around with, you know. Uh, play some music. Um, I'm pro- probably my first song on the station is gonna be "Carry On Wayward Son" by um, Kansas. That's always a good song. That's my favorite song ever, actually. Uh, yeah. This is kind of like an everything type segment. I'm just talking about anything and everything that comes to mind. Just looking around the studio here, that which is uh, un- just uh, under my loft bed with a couple of blankets pushed around it. I have a car freshener up in here. That's cool. We can't smell it because, you know, it's been up there for a really long time. But still, it's there. It's there. I have an Xbox 360 and a DVD Blu-ray player. Three microphones. Which is, uh, I like my microphones. I kind of running out of things to talk about. We're just going to go to a quick break. I'm Max Bichette of Phenomena Nations Podcast. We will be right back. This is a comedic ad. What's your name? Luke. What, what do you, you do on your podcast? I'm from Saskatchewan, Canada. What do you do in your free time? Podcast. What's that called? Podcasting. No. No, <laughs> no what's your podcast called? Oh, uh, Timothy Talks with Luke. Is it any good? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's mediocre. Is it part of any sort of great network? Oh, yeah, it's part of Phenomenations. Podcast Network, yeah. So, uh, where can I find this? Timmy T Talks with Luke. Oh, well, you can find it on Spotify, Anchor, 
podcast, pod, pocket casts, uh, Apple, Apple podcasts, and many more of those. And yeah, and lots, and lots more than that. We're done here. Throw them in the. Cl- Blah! How's it going, nation? We're back with a another intense, intense segment of. Phenomenon Nation's podcast. What makes it so intense? I don't know. You tell me. Um, actually, this shouldn't be an intense um segment. Uh, overall, I know I, I'd hope it isn't, but because that would be weird. Because this segment, you guessed it right. Probably not, but we're talking about music. I know I like to talk about my own taste in music a lot, but, you know, I I enjoy it, so... And it's my podcast, so get off my back, yo. Um, as you know, I'm into a lot of heavy metal, a lot of... A lot of death metal, too. Um, I'm also a fan of that classic rock type stuff. Um, new, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of most metal, so, you know, I don't like, um, grindcore or porno grind or gore grind, that stuff just isn't, isn't that good. Um, I don't know why, it's, it's just not good music to me, it's very redundant and very... Very maddening, actually, just listening to, like, why? Why would you ever make porno grind? I don't know. It's funny. It's funny, but, you know, <laughs> but why? Um, I would say I have a diverse taste in music. Um, I would, uh generally describe myself as a metalhead, but that doesn't mean I only like metal. Uh, heavy metal is just my preferred form of music, my preferred genre. Um, compared to other genres, I think it's probably the best because it has the most, um, has the most, uh, work put into it, I think. It's probably the most difficult genre to play, or no, no, there's some jazz stuff that's pretty intricate, but, uh, metal, metal, I, I just like what's the sustenance, the substance in metal, I like the lyrical content most of the time, sometimes I, I'm not into it, but uh, still, uh, a lot of it isn't bad. I like how it, it strays from the general um, idea of what music should be in the in the modern world. Um, you see, I love thrash metal, but I also love grunge. And in the 90s, grunge is kind of what killed thrash metal and just metal altogether. Because it was pretty big in the 80s. Like, it was getting to be pretty big. And then a lot of it, not not com- it didn't completely die out, but grunge kind of brought it down a lot. It's kind of picking up again. It kind of there was a few bands in the '80s that really stood out. Uh, Pantera 
didn't gain notoriety until the 90s, and they're one of the seminal heavy metal bands ever. A lot of a lot of, a lot of the best heavy metal actually came out in the 80s. Uh, not the 80s, the well a lot of the good stuff did come out in the 80s, but in the 90s as well. A lot a lot of my favorite metal is from the 90s like Pantera, all that kind of stuff, Megadeth. Uh, I do like the 80s stuff, but a lot of uh, again a lot of their stuff also came out in the 90s. So uh, Metallica, I only like 80s Metallica. Anything after 91 sucks. And that's just a fact. That's not even an opinion. That's just a fact. Um, but, I, but I'd like to go through um, just a little, just a few of my songs to, to see, to show you how diverse I really am in my music. So we, so we go from, uh, here at around the 2000 song mark, we go from Deathcore, uh, Suicide Silence, and Thy Art is Murder. Now I make one playlist to put all my music on to listen to, uh, because me and my brother both use uh, an Amazon sub- Amazon Music subscri- subscription, so he puts his in a playlist, and I put all my music in a playlist, and then we, we just keep to that. So it goes from Deathcore, which is a... Uh, mix of death metal and metalcore. So deathcore to metalcore, of course. You, you gotta keep those together. Now this next one, I'm not really sure. Give me a second. I want to Google it. Let's pause that. Um, to death metal slash technical death metal or tech death, I believe. To skate punk, I'm really into that. I don't like straight up punk. You know, like the, like the Sex Pistols type stuff. I'm into skate punk and crossover thrash, or my, or hardcore too. I don't mind hardcore, but those are my punk fortes. I don't, I don't like just regular punk, but skate punk because it's fun. I like the music. It's very high energy and and it's just fun to listen to. Like you, you wouldn't show just anyone a punk song, like just a regular punk song. But you'd show a lot more people a skate punk song because it's fun. It's something you you'd put on at a party. You put on a Pennywise album at a party, you know, like. But anyway, it goes from uh, uh, to Pennywise, which is skate punk, then to whatever Lincoln Park is, and then to whatever Three Days Grace is, to Hollywood Undead, which is kind of like rap and rap rock type stuff, which isn't bad. Uh, Again, I always hate on rap, but I rap a, a, a couple of rap groups. I don't mind. I don't mind N.W.A. and Hollywood Undead. I enjoy it when there's multiple artists working together to perform something, just just as a band, you know. But Hollywood Undead isn't bad, so I uh, I keep that around to like threat comedy ish thrash metal guar uh, it's guar g-w-a-r never let it be said that i was a bohab but the the guys in guar are extremely talented musicians uh to what is love you know the the, the song by hadaway um it was in uh i think i think that's how you said it hadaway that's what it says um 
the song was in Night at the Roxbury. Roxbury? I don't know. Uh, it was That's one of my favorite movies ever, but... It, that song, I listened to it ironically until I actually liked it. It's not a bad song, actually. For a pop song, for for a pop song, it's not bad. Because it, it it's very repetitive, don't get me wrong. But there's even, a, like, a breakdown in there. If you don't know what a breakdown is, listen to any metalcore song ever. Um, then to... Then to whatever theory of a dead man is, to death metal, to weed-themed death metal, cannabis corpse, to more guar, guar, to hard rock, guns and roses, um, to whiskey shivers, which is like a bluegrass-type band, then to gangsta grass, which is like, it's a band called gangsta grass, and it's a... That you mix rap music with, uh, um, <laughs> frickin' bluegrass music. So there's a banjo over some dude rapping. And, again, it's not bad, actually. Um, I actually don't mind Gangsta Grass because it's weird and fun. It's, uh, I don't know, it's definitely, it's definitely not the most amazing thing in the world, but it's still fun. It's, uh, it's a very fun little band, but anyway, Gangsta Grass to just country, straight up country, is Steve Earle. What's happening to my phone? Oh, I kicked me. But yeah, then it went to Steve Earle. I don't, I don't mind Steve Earle. He's cool. Um, he, I've always, I've listened to Steve Earle since I was a kid. My dad played, liked Steve Earle, likes Steve Earle. Uh, then to Mashuga, which is like a gent death metal type band. Well, is it really death metal? Mashuga. M-E-S-U, how, how do I write that? Mashuga. M-E-S-H-U-G-G-A. Uh, they're a Swedish death metal gent band. What? When were they formed? 1987. So they were genting before gent was even a term. Gent is like did a gent, did a gent, did a did a did a gent. It's kind of that's kind of what it sounds like. Did a gent, did a gent. Um. Then to country again. We have Bobby Bear. He's cool. And then, I don't even know what this is. The Wingnut Dishwashers Union. But it's fun. It's fun music. It's weird, though. To Exodus, to give us some thrash metal right there. A little bit more thrash metal with Anvil. Then to some metalcore with uh, As I Lay Dying. Again, if you want to know what a breakdown is. It's like, uh... It's like when a, a band takes a part of a song and just like... That's kind of that's kind of what every breakdown sounds like. Just about not everyone, but that's kind of like if if you want to if you you'll know a breakdown if you know that little thing that I hummed right there. So it went so then they're playing as I lay dying to Parkway Drive to uh, 
um, kind of metalcore bands. And then grunge with CKY. It's kind of like post-grunge type stuff. But, you know, it's it's grunge just to, just to be easier with it. So, yeah, that's not my whole playlist. But it, it's just like a... The, 364 songs of it so I just went and showed you a little, little bit about how diverse I am as a music listener but yeah I to anyone who says I only listen to metal that's my playlist for the most part that's what it is I also have some Beatles in there I love the Beatles yeah we're just gonna go to a uh, no we're gonna play a song Coming up next is Why I Still Feel Nothing by No Blood No Foul. I believe we played a song by them earlier on the show, but we're going to play some more again. Coming up next again, like I said, Why I Still Feel Nothing by No Blood No Foul, a Saskatoon hardcore band. Alright, we'll just go ahead with it anyway. I'd like to preface, not preface, uh, start this off with reading an article 
Uh, I've read this twice before on my podcast, but I like to uh, preface every calculation of the COVID numbers with it because it is such a good article. Um, This is from... I'm not sure how to pr- if it's pronounced Principia or Principia. Principia sounds fancier, so I'm going to say it's the Principia Scientific International. Uh, they have a artic- uh, an amazing article um, about how the WHO has finally admitted that there is a problem with the COVID-19 PCR test. Now, this is um, an article that it's probably about a month old. However, it doesn't make it any less true. It's uh, just loading here. I hate... I have terrible Wi-Fi. Um, let's just... Uh, oh, there is... There's a, a couple more people. Hello, everyone. Um, I'd like to say hello to everyone listening right now live. We're just waiting for this website to load because it's a article that I'm going to read. Oh, it's loading. It's loading. Oh, I can see it moving. I can see it moving. Usually I just pause the recording, but you know, I can't do that since I'm live. But it's uh it's going. The uh the little thing is going. It's doing it. It's uh it's doing what it do. Actually, I can pause the recording. I didn't even really need to it. Uh, to pause it, but anyway, here is the article called The WHO Finally Admits COVID-19 PCR Test Has a Quote-Unquote Problem. In a statement released on December 14, 2020, the World Health Organization finally owned up to what hundreds of thousands of doctors and medical professionals have been saying for months. The PCR test used to diagnose COVID-19 is a hit-and-miss process with way too many false positives. This WHO-admitted problem comes in the wake of international lawsuits exposing the incompetence and malfeasance of public health officials and policymakers for for reliance on a diagnostic test not fit for the purpose. And now, there is links to every single one of these things, so don't say, oh, that's just a baseless uh, conspiracy theory. Nope, there is a link to every single... All three people left my livestream. Every single... Uh, thing mentioned in this article. The World Health Organization admission is that the crux of the problem is a wholly arbitrary cycling process which, quote, means that many cycles were required to detect a virus. In some circumstances, the distinction between background noise and actual presence of the target virus is difficult to ascertain, unquote. The UN body is now clearly looking for clearly looking to distance itself from the fatally flawed test as a growing number of lawsuits are processing through the courts exposing the insanity of relying on a test that even the inventor, Professor Kerry B. Mullis, said was never designed to diagnose diseases. Professor Mullis was awarded the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1993. Coincidentally, Mullis died just before the pandemic started. A little bit weird, I'd imagine. Well, I think. We reported on, this is Principia Scientific International, we we reported on November 22nd, 2020, that a landmark court case in Portugal had ruled that the the, the PCR test used worldwide worldwide to diagnose COVID-19 was not fit for the purpose. 
Most importantly, the judges ruled that a single positive PCR test cannot be used as an effective diagnosis of infection. As OffGuardian.org reported at the time, in their ruling, judges Margarita Ramos de Almeida and Ana Paremes referred to several scientific studies, most notably this study by Jafar et al., which there's a link to it as well, which found that when running PCR tests with 35 cycles or more, the accuracy dropped to 3%, meaning up to 97% of positive results could be false positives. The ruling goes on to conclude that, based on the science they read, any PCR test using over 25 cycles is totally unreliable. Governments and private labs had have been very tight-lipped about the exact number of cycles they run when PCR testing, but it is known to sometimes be as high as 45, and then there's a link to that, too. Even fear-mongering chief Anthony Fauci has publicly stated anything over 35 is totally unusable. And then it says here you can read the complete ruling in the original Portuguese here and translate it into English here. Now, what I find a little bit interesting there is that it, it it's it's crazy how many because what I find weird is that you can't find anything about how many times a uh, PCR test is run. Like I, I've I've Googled it a couple times and I've never been able to find any real uh, number of how many times the average is. So I find that a little bit weird. Among thousands of angry doctors arguing PCA, PCR tests should not be used is Dr. Pascal Sacre. He wrote that the, this misuse of RT-PCR technique is used as a relentless and intentional strategy by some governments, supported by scientific safety councils, and by the dominant media to justify excessive measures such as the violation of of a large number of constitutional rights, the destruction of the economy with the bankruptcy of the entire active sectors of society, the degradation of living conditions for a large number of ordinary citizens under the pretext of a pandemic based on a number of RT-PCR tests and not on a real number of patients. Clear and conclusive scientific evidence proves that these Tests are not accurate and create a statistically significant percentage of false positives. Positives result more likely positive results more likely indicate ordinary respiratory diseases like the common cold. However, none of this is new information to science. These facts were known at least before 2007 after a New York Times report entitled "Faith in Quick Tests Leads to Epidemic That Wasn't." And then there's a picture of it clearly showed how scientifically inaccurate PCR tests are, featuring many shocking statements from medical exports, me, exports, experts on the use of these tests, tests, clearly laying out how they result in false positive, positives and lead to dangerous exaggerations and false alarms. In their 2007 story, the New York Times cited a prescient quote from Dr. Elizabeth Talbot, Deputy State Epidemiologist for the New, for the New Hampshire Department of, of Health and Human Services, who said, One of the most troubling aspects of the pseudo-epidemic is that all the decisions seemed so sensible at the time. 
Those who run our public institutions have allowed history to repeat itself. At the head of the line of incompetence and malfeasance is the UN itself. At the media briefing on COVID-19 on March 16, 2020, the WHO Director General Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, I believe I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he said, We have a simple message for all countries. Test, test, test. Which is a little bit weird. The insanity of testing anyone and everyone, even without symptoms, has been an unmitigated global health scandal and must be stopped. All officials in high places complicit, complicit in this crime must be prosecuted. Anyway, so that was an article. There will be a link to it in the description of the recorded podcast, which you can go find on any, your favorite podcatcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm slash PNPod. But you any, anywhere it has those, all those different uh, friggin' things. All those different, uh, uh-oh, all the links to any article read on the podcast. But we will be going through now um, COVID-19 numbers. All right, let's go here. Uh, now, I want to calculate a couple of things. Uh, I just want COVID calculations. I want to write it down as well. COVID. COVID calc. Just write, write that down. Oh, yay. Someone else joined my uh, live stream. I uh, just want to write awesome to that person who sent it to me. Here we are, COVID calculations. Now we're just going to go and... Oh, someone... Gosh, dang it. Someone messaged me again. Um, one nail? I don't care what that says. Um, I want to take the COVID deaths and uh, cases into consideration uh, for the whole world. So I want to take the 96.2 million cases, uh, the 96, 200, 000 is 1.2333% of the world population, which is um, about 7.8 billion, give or take. Now I'm just going to write cases... To pop equals 1.23%, which is a minuscule number, I would like to point out. Um, and now the deaths, which is uh, 2 million, 2.6 million, I believe. Or, wait, or is it 2 point, no, 2.06 2. million. All right. 2 million, uh, 2.06, uh, I gotta, I gotta look that up one second, it's, it's, uh, I don't have it in my head, but it's just causing me a bit of trouble, alright, I figured it out, um, all the deaths compared to the world population is, um, 0.025, uh, percent, give or take, um, 
death to pop. Just writing it down. 0.025, give or take, percent. Again, minuscule number. Now we're going to go through what we heard on that article. Now there's some other stuff, uh, such as Dr. Michael Heaton explaining how incorrect that the COVID-19 PCR test doesn't even test for a active virus or a dormant virus waiting to strike. It, t it tests for the remnants, ribonucleic acid, or also known as RNA. That's what it looks for, actually. So you could have fought it off within the last three months, give or take, and you could still test positive for COVID-19. So that's kind of a little bit of a thing. There's no way to possibly calculate that, so we just added 25%. And then uh, Dr. Barbara Yaffe of the Ontario government, who works for with Doug Ford, um, said that 50% of tests are false positive. And now what we just learned that if, if ran over 35, if ran 35 times, 97% false. Now there is no, there's no real website or anything I can find that says what the average amount of runs, cycles ran with a PCR test is. Um, so we're just going to make it a, like a nice number, like, 85% false positives. So what we're going to use to calculate that is 15% of any given number. So it would be 96 million. Where, where, yeah, so it would be 15% because that's what we need from 85 to get to 100. That's how we'll calculate it. And that's where you get your number. So um, let's see here. 96.2 million. 15% of 9620000 is. Damn. It. Copy. Paste. In words. Now I'm just. 14,400,000. 30,000. Uh, that is 15% or that's if you calculate in the false 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 um, false to case equals 14 million four three zero 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 now, again, that's a minuscule, minuscule number compared to the world population. In fact, let's put that into the percentage calculator. What percent is 14 million, 14 million, 430,000 about of the world population? 1.85 um, false case to pop is 0.185% of the world population. Now, that's how you calculate infectivity rate, uh, is you take the number of people vulnerable by the amount of cases. Now, if we're to believe the mainstream media and the government, everyone is equally at risk to this. 
So the uh, infectivity rate is about 0.158. That is a, you have um, less than a 99% chance, you have more than 99% chance of not getting it than you do of actually getting it. Now we're going to put in 15, 15% um, of, what was the number again? Let's see here. 2.06 million of uh, 2 point, no, uh, zero, 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 15% of 2.06 million. Uh, let's see here, just waiting for it to load because my Wi-Fi is not very good. Here we are, it's just, it's just, oh yeah, it's just about there. And here we are. Here, let's just copy and paste that. Paste. 300,900. False. To death. Equals 300,900. 300,900. Three, 300, Three, so that's of two... If you do a little bit of a calculation, that 2.06 million deaths turns into 300,900. Now let's calculate that against the world. 300,900 of 7.8 billion is false to death to pop. Oh, poop. False D is 0.0038 wow of the world population dead because of covid that is not even close to what the mainstream media is telling you is it now is it um 14 now I'm just going to calculate the death rate. The death rate is about 2.1%. Now you'd be like, some may be like, oh, that's a massive number. But, but think about it this way. You have a 97.9% chance of not dying from it. Those are pretty good odds, wouldn't you say? Or, yeah, yeah, that would be it. That is a minuscule number compared to what the government is telling you. Um, did I miss anything? Deaths to cases is, oh, excuse me, um, 2.085% to be more exact, but I just rounded. So anyway, that's just a little bit of a calculation there for you. Um, I think that's going to do it for me. Uh, this is the last segment of the podcast that we will be, um, you know, uh, actually playing in the show if you're listening to the show, but this is going to be the end of the, uh, live show as well. Thank you for tuning in. If you did, a couple people I know who did, thank you for doing that. It means the world to me that you that there's someone tuning in and listening to me live. 
go through all these numbers and show you what's, you know, really going on. I find it a little bit suspicious that, um, that the government doesn't look, no, actually I don't find it suspicious, I find that normal, that the government doesn't take all, um, all evidence into account, so... Yeah, I just wrote all that down so I can use that later. I like to do this every couple of episodes just to refresh the numbers. But anyway, we're just going to go to a quick break if you're listening to the episode. And we're going to just shut off the stream if you're listening to this live. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Uh, or we won't be back at all. This is an ad for How About That A, the podcast, with the, with the host, Lucas. Is... This podcast is part of the Phenomena Nations Podcast Network, which is the greatest network ever. Do we have some people to agree with that statement? No. I'm Max Pichette, and I approve this message. Cool, we got the father's permission. Or approval. Uh, we're a podcast that's mainly about Canadian things, but who knows, it rarely ever ends up being actually Canadian-related. I never told you guys this. Shh. Uh, we talk about anything to... Everything to anything, so yeah. Bye, I guess. Check Goodbye. Out. Check out everybody's podcast in the network. Bye. <laughs> Alright, I'm at school right now. I'm just recording the outro to this. So, um, you can just go see anything in the description if you need it. Uh, social media, Mixler, so on Maybe and so forth. Shut up, John. Alright, see you next week. You just heard another episode of your favorite podcast, Phenomena Nations. Phenomena Nations podcast is a part of the Phenomena Nations podcast network, obviously. Some of the shows in the network include The Poisonous Podcast, How About That A, Timmy T Talks with Luke, and of course, Phenomena Nations. You can check out any one of those other podcasts. Links are in the description. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. And say no to mandatory masks and party on.